0: If you're looking to support this podcast specifically, please head over to our Patreon page where you'll be able to do just that. Whether you support us with a dollar or five dollars, it all goes back into the show so we can bring you higher quality content. You can find that link in the show notes. Thank you. If you are looking for a one-stop shop where you can find builder parts, knowledge, supplies, all for your next build? If so, head on over to the veteran welding company.CA We are constantly adding to our news section where you will find Everything from who we are, our shop talk segments, and our current shop builds. Anybody interested in a 1951 Ford pickup truck turned into a rock crawler? If so, head on over there and you'll be able to find just that. While you're there, check out our product section where we are constantly looking to partner with the top manufacturers of off-road parts and components. More parts are being added monthly. While you're there, sign up for our newsletter so you can be one of the first to know when something is added to our site that will benefit you in your next build. Now, let's step off with the show. How's it going? Chris here at the Veteran Welding Podcast. Thank you for tuning in today. Today, we have another guest on the show. Her name is Julie Wheeler. Now, she is taking on a portion of the company that I have no idea how to navigate. I have no idea how it works. There's no gears. There's no moving parts. As far as I'm concerned, it's kind of like witchcraft and voodoo. It's just something I just don't understand. But this is her specialty. This is her side of the house. So she is our, actually, first off, she came on, you came on board as our, let's do this properly. Welcome to the podcast, Julie.
1: Thank you. I'm really excited to be here.
0: Uh, Excited to have you here. You are the first person to sign on for our senior leadership team.
1: Yeah, that's exciting.
0: Yeah. So what we are doing is forming a, just as it sounds, a senior leadership team. So each division, I guess we could call it. Is has the head of the division, and from there it's you know just team members, so on and so forth, down like that. Julie came on because this is what she's been doing for a few years now. This is her specialty, like I've said, and it's something I know nothing about. This is definitely an area where I have lost money hand over fist because I've sat there and just tried outsourcing it, one thing and the other, like that. And guys have been like, Yeah, I can get you. 10 grand a month, I can get you a couple grand a month, and it's never turned into anything. So I was really hesitant when looking for somebody else, but once I found out it was you, and this is something you've done before, and have your own company in, it was just like, okay, no, no, this is, I feel comfortable, because we have, one of our mutual friends is both the lady who's pretty much going to give us diabetes.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure.
0: Yeah. <laughs> We both have the same favorite coffee shop. It's 94 Take take the Cake, which is here in Okotoks, and they're just amazing. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so that's how we met. That's the position that you are now in with us here. So what we're going to talk about today, guys, is honestly strategy for both social media, marketing, where to apply it, when not to apply it, how to, how to hire somebody to do this for you, whether they're full-time. Like under your banner or like what you are, even though you're third party, you're still f- flying the veteran welding banner. Mm-hmm. And then just going from there, going to be a lot of good stuff here, guys. That's going to save you a lot of money, save you a lot of headache and in the long run, make you money. So, Julie, once again, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you for having me. No I'm super problem. I'm excited.
0: Yeah. So why don't we give, Cole, not a Coles Notes version, but a bio on who you are, how you got into this, why you got into it, and then we'll just take it from there.
1: Sure. Um, So for me, when I, a few years ago, my husband was actually diagnosed with a lung disease that kind of changed the whole trajectory of our, the way we had kind of planned life to be. And so for me, what it looked like was I was kind of thrown into being the breadwinner or the working member of our family because my husband just wasn't physically able to and he was coming off of you know um high level oil and gas job and so we definitely I started my own business um just kind of in the network marketing field and I knew that there was more that I could achieve with it so but it would require me to explore using social media how to you know, expand my reach and grow a team and all of those things. So it actually kind of led me down the road of looking for solutions. And I started to really dive deep into the marketing and the mindset of your customer and stuff like that, because I realized that most people in the space don't actually do that. They, A lot of people, what I was noticing, especially in network marketing or in a lot of different industries now that I've been a part of this marketing side of things, a lot of industries kind of overlook that, that um, your customer is a certain person and how you talk to that person really matters. And the problems you solve for them really matter. And so when I got started, it was to fulfill a need for my own business. And then that in and of itself turned into a business because there's such a high need for it. Yeah. And so people started seeing the impact that it had on my business. And I was able to stay at home with my kiddos and, you know, still grow a business from home. And over the last 12 months, it's just completely exploded because of the transition we've made Mm -hmm. through the pandemic of people working online and understanding that medium of how to do it. So I, I love it because what was a problem solver for me, now I get to help other people use that knowledge and share those skills. So that's a little bit about me.
0: Nice. And so how long has WMC Co been online?
1: So WMC Co. actually has not been online for a very long time because I was self-employed for a very long time. Um, The amount of work that I would take on didn't warrant having a corporation for quite some time. So I'm about eight months into being incorporated. Um, However, that's mostly because the three contracts that I had prior to incorporating, they exploded and then we added quite a few more. So <laughs> I knew I needed write-offs on a far larger scale. <laughs> <laughs> so I had been, I actually had been playing with the idea of incorporating for about a year and a half, but was okay. forced to do it uh, this year.
0: Okay. So now I want to hit on something real quick there. Cause it, you, you said you, you try to talk in a nutshell, you try to talk your client's lingo.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: When you we had you and Chrissy, right? Yeah, Christy.
1: Yeah.
0: Christy, there we go. You and Christy out into the shop, and I was giving her the walk around. I'd already given you the whole, you know, story of where we want to go, how we want to do this, why we want to do it, the impact we want to have. But you wanted her to get that straight from the horse's mouth. So I remember sitting there going through it, and we were talking, and you know, we, like she Christy started asking some personal questions, and then I started to answer, and it just kind of hit kind of like a, a raw nerve. And in, in a good way, in a mm-hmm. good way. Anyway, so we're sitting there in that and it kind of got a little emotional. And you, <laughs> I know
1: exactly where you're going with this story.
0: <laughs> you sat there in that and you like stone face, you just look, looked at each other and just like, I don't know what, why you're crying so much. It was only a fart.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we do like fart jokes in our, in our <laughs> team. <laughs> we're all boy moms, so. <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: But But you sat there though and like you hit it out of the park. Like it was just like, you totally like just hit the whole okay you get the veteran mentality you you understand (laughs) how we are how our humor works to a certain degree and it was just like okay all right like you get me and then on top of that too like when when you sat there and you're like who who's your avatar who's who are you going after i explained it to you and you're like okay all right well that kind of sounds like a car guy and then a couple days later you came back and you're like yeah so you know, somebody who's into gears, somebody who appreciates hard work, somebody appreciates craftsmanship and like you just start rambling it all off and you're like, to make things easier to remember, we're going to label this avatar card dude. <laughs> and it's just like, yeah, that's exactly it. <laughs> so it, it's awesome. And like a huge relief just to hear that and get that from you because it's like, okay, all right, this is, this is growing legs and it's going to take off here. So. How do you do that? How do you start diving into what the customer's avatar is? Because your husband's a car dude, from what you told me. And so that there, I would assume, would be pretty easy. And then you also told me, like, you know, you have a couple really nice classic Mustangs kicking around <laughs> the family.
1: In our extended family, yep, we have uh, the first edition of the new Mustang. So that I think it's 2005. Yeah. And then we also have the Boss 302 is also in our family's collection and it's very lovely <laughs> nice
0: so so g- picking up on me because mm-hmm. i'm definitely car dude. Mm-hmm. i'm that avatar and it'd be pretty easy for you to do but how would you go about doing that for somebody else who wasn't a welder or a machinist or a mechanic like what are some of the other fields that you've worked in
1: uh well honestly i span from personal development coaches to financial advisors to you as a welder and then, um, realtors, I'll, like we, I span the board of different industries and one of the things that it starts with is what, it, what problem does your product solve yeah and who does it solve it for? And so when you kind of start to, like when we started working on your stuff, a lot of it was automotive gear. Mm-hmm. Like it was things that would take the headache out of somebody's four by four experience because it's a higher end um, piece of equipment that you can put onto your four by four to make less chance of breakage and all that kind of stuff. So when you're working with an ideal customer or avatar, really it comes down to what problem are they solving? Because you know, Say, for example, you sell a nutritional product. You probably have a few different avatars you could sell to. And a big mistake that a lot of people make is they think, I have a product everybody can use. Yeah. And then they message to everybody and they hit nobody. And the the problem is, is that nobody feels as though they're being spoken to. When we speak to car dude, it would be different than if we're speaking to a financial advisor who is super city, uses public transit, all that kind of stuff. And there's nothing wrong with that other person. It's just a different language. Yeah. And so the one of the biggest things, especially when it comes to your marketing, that you want to take into consideration is that you want to make sure the person you're speaking to feels heard and that you understand the problems they're having. Because if you understand the problems they're having and you offer a solution, then that person is has a way higher likelihood of becoming a loyal customer, a loyal audience member for things like a podcast or mm-hmm. stuff like that. Depending on what industry you're in, they really if they feel like they can relate to you, they they can be a customer for life. Yeah. So that's the biggest thing is so many people are worried that if they don't talk to a lot of people, they won't have success in their business, but it's actually a little bit opposite when you get a little bit more niche down, especially with our reach with being able to use social media, there's four billion people on Facebook. So that's a pretty big market, you know, depending on what industry you're in. And so we can really utilize those tools to put you and your products in front of the right people when we know who the right people are.
0: Yeah. So Yeah. And then something else you got you really hammer on too is the guidance side of the house, Mm -hmm. which is something that I I appreciate so much because it's one of the last, so you just came back from vacation. Mm -hmm. Um, one of the last things we had, we're talking about, I had mentioned how, like I hate Facebook. Like it's, it's, I feel it's just like a whole bunch of people complaining for the most part, Mm -hmm. unless you find a really good, uh, group or page or whatever they're called. Um, and I'm like, listen, I just want to get rid of it. I don't want Facebook anymore. And you're like, do not do that. That that's, that is like social suicide essentially. And and that's like because I don't know what it can do. Mm-hmm. Like for me, from what I see on the day to day, the week to week, month to month, is on Instagram, you can sit there and I've seen guys I've told you this too. I've seen guys post the picture on Instagram and they're just like, Hey guys, this is my first weld ever. I'm you know. 14 years old in high school, just learning to weld, blah, blah, blah. What do you guys think? I know it needs work. And the community who just sits there and it's just like, you know, it's not bad. It's okay. This section here looks good. You need a little, little more heat here, a little less wire, blah, 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 you know, whatever it is. Whereas that same weld, that same photo, the same exact wording on Facebook, I've seen guys are just like, what the hell are you doing? You have no 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 job welding. You should just, you know, end it right now. And it's like, what the fuck? Like, what the hell is going on? Like, the the kid is literally saying, I want your help. I want your opinion. And people are like, it's just two completely ends of the two different ends of the spectrum with Facebook and Instagram. Mm -hmm. So what are some of the benefits then of Facebook?
1: The biggest benefit of Facebook is just its sheer volume of people and its ability to reach them. So Facebook until and i it may come i i kind of go back and forth on this is that facebook is the beast it was the first one it you know instagram is definitely a close second and youtube they're great platforms but they don't have the sheer volume of people that facebook can draw from and when you go into things like ads and sponsorships and things like that, Facebook has a, a far larger reach at this moment of recording. And so one of the biggest things that you want to remember when you're navigating those is that if you're seeing things that are negative or frustrating, there is a way to rejig the algorithm. And so the algorithm, what it does is it will show you more of what you click on or things like that so if you go and actively search out more positive things the it will show you that and so the unfortunate side is like you said when you know there's somebody who's looking for support and stuff that sheer volume of people also opens the door to some negative people however it does when you're building a business you want the ability to be in front of more people for pennies as opposed to hundreds of dollars so um that's the biggest biggest reason why you want facebook the ability to do things navigating through a business page (laughs) Yeah. So when it comes down to the mediums you're using, there is a different demographic on Instagram than is on Facebook. So Mm -hmm. I always recommend being on both. Um, If you're new to that game, what I would say is master one and then incorporate the other.
0: Okay. So Now, one thing I've noticed when I start within the last, I think it's like two, maybe three months. Like when I'm on my phone and I click on Facebook. At the bottom it's you see Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, uh, some sort of like chain looking logo thing. And then I think Vimo is on there as well. So is aren't they all just the same thing? Because even when I'm posting on Instagram, I can post on Instagram and it crosses over or feeds back, whatever the correct lingo is, onto Facebook.
1: hmm Yeah.
0: Can, can, aren't you still hitting the same demographic or is it just different ways of skinning the cat?
1: Well, the the thing I always recommend to my clients is that you want to have different content on different platforms. Although you can link it and it can save you time, especially when you're first starting out, it's totally fine to have the same content on both platforms. But the dem, the age demographic on Instagram is actually different than what it is on Facebook. And so, that being said, you want to make sure you cater so that you want people to follow you on both. If you have the same, same content on both platforms, then there's no incentive for people to go follow you and check out both, both platforms. So you may miss an an age demographic if you don't capitalize on that.
0: So what? So I know Instagram would be the younger demographic, Facebook would be the older. But what are the age groups? I guess.
1: So Instagram is pretty much your 18 to 35. And then there is a little bit of crossover in the 30 to and older for Facebook. Um, in terms of like knowing your ideal client and your avatar, you want to make sure that you are aware of where your age demographic sits. So like for you, car dude, he can be a pretty big age range because let's be honest i know a few car dudes who are in their 60s still having a great time so um that's why it would but you also have the younger demographic so then it makes sense for you to position yourself on both platforms
0: now let's say let's just talk a little bit on how somebody would either find you or find somebody like you so they don't sit there and get screwed over. So they they find the right person, the right team with the right mindset for their application. How would somebody do this? What are some landmines to avoid, I guess?
1: So one of the things that you would want to do is you want to be really clear on what you want your outcome to be. Because there's different specialties in terms of the marketing strategies. Most of the time you'll find people who are very good at one or two areas and that's their specialty because they they are very Mm in-depth. Like as you know, venturing into some of it on your own, you feel like learning a new language. Oh, yeah. And so I would say be very knowledgeable of what you want the outcome to be because then you'll be able to sit down with people and they'll be able to say – you know, maybe their specialty is building you a funnel or their specialty is building um, a website so that it converts or things like that. So one of the things that I really try to do in our business is we have a very broad blanket of things that we can do. And then we have a few people who are specialized in their area underneath our blanket. Um, For me, I wanted to know as much as I could about all the areas so I'm a huge fan of being a continuous student in life so um when you're looking for that person it has to be like um you and I where you have to click because you a you have to be able to say what you want and you have that person has to be able to take your your feedback and go with it because I think like even for example when we wrote the bio and the write- up for your for your website I think you even said to me I'm I'm blown away by how how you got it on the head and that comes from a relationship of being able to talk you know having Christy out here to see your shop all that kind of stuff because that relationship really you want it also to be where it's mutually they want to see you win as much as you want to win and so I would say the biggest thing to look for is that connection and because a lot of times you won't ever get past if there's a little bit of friction. That's a hard thing to navigate. And when it comes to businesses and stuff, you want somebody who understands what you do. And um, really understanding the questions to ask. So, you know, do you have your client avatar marked down? Or is that something they can help you with? Um, because even if you don't work with that person afterwards, if they can help you with a few of those simple foundational steps, you'll still be further ahead. So um, making sure you know who your avatar is, understanding your business inside, outside, backwards, forwards, so that you can explain it to them yeah. is huge. Um, I, I get a lot of calls with cla- f- from people looking for my services. However, they haven't nailed down their their business model yet. And so that makes it really difficult for us to come in and then build a whole marketing strategy for them. So you want to make sure you know your business inside, outside, backwards and forwards so that you can go in and explain it to them because they'll need that. Um, I think I even said to you really early on, I don't think I can learn yeah. wildly go <laughs> 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 However, I can do a heck of a lot more. So in yeah. <laughs> that, but having that relationship, but being able to say that, that honesty. Yeah. Um, so I would say there's a lot of people out there who claim that they can do it. And so it would just be verifying them, asking them the questions of, you know, how do they go about creating that strategy? What does a funnel look like? What how is their compensation plan? Because, you know, I'm a firm believer in the way that I've structured my compensation plan as a results-based plan. However, I know that there's not, that doesn't work for everybody. And so you have to find what works for you, what works in your budget, ask a lot of questions, vet a lot of people, see who's the best fit. There's a lot of people who can help you with marketing and social media management. You just want to make sure that they understand you and your company and what you're attempting to get across.
0: Yeah. I know, um, so when we were sitting there and we first decided to look at possibly working together, like I was very specific on like, this is how I am. This is my personality. This is uh, the lingo that I use. If I'm sitting there and I sound like I'm being an ass, that's how you're taking it. Unless I'm like, you fucked up. And blah, blah, <laughs> th- th- then you know that like, without a doubt that, you know, it was you, not me, but like I was just very strict, not strict, I was very clear and mm-hmm. tried to be very clear on my personality, how I talk, how my lingo is, and how I want to structure the company. Mm-hmm. And while I was doing that, that's one one part of how I go about looking for somebody with your skills. Well, well sorry, not just somebody with your skills, but anybody in your position, whether a third party... Um, is I want to make sure that I can talk to them without having to sit there and be like, okay, so if I say it like this, they might get offended. And I, <laughs> I don't got time for that. I've had people like that in the company before. And it's just like, no, it, mm-hmm. n- never again. I don't want to go down that road. So once we sat there and I was like, you know, this is how I am, blah, blah, blah. blah you're like, yeah, that that's nice. I, I want you to be like that. And I, if we're talking business, it's business. Like, we're we're f- friends outside of business, but mm-hmm. I mean, at this point, it's kind of, where where is that line? Because we'll be sitting there in that, and we'll be talking business, and all of a sudden one of us will just throw out a comment, <laughs> and it's just like, you got me. You yeah. got me.
1: <laughs> well, and I think, like, one of the things that um, really, truly, the way I operate in business is that if I don't have a connection with you, I probably shouldn't be in business with you either, yeah. because that disconnection will come into play at some point. So early on in our, like, I think we had a friendship before. However, it's probably gotten stronger because we've decided to work together. And so the what's cool about that is then through the business side of it, I get to see and get to know you more, which helps me market you more. Exactly. And so if you don't want to know the person you're working with more, it's probably a sign that maybe it's not a good fit, because you may waste a lot of time and headaches and energy, mental energy, just wasted on worrying if you're hurting somebody's feelings.
0: Yeah. So. Sorry, you 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 just the the I I just I saw the light go off. <laughs> yeah. I I just remembered something. So part part of what you do too is. Well, at least what you're helping me with is training. So like when we're talking, like when I'm doing videos on products or reviews or something like that, something you taught, you told me to do is start story looping mm-hmm. and it's just like, Oh, okay. All right. What the hell is story? looping? <laughs> so, uh, Ex- Explain what it is. And then I'll, I'll, I'll tell my, my little story. Okay.
1: So this is not my, my idea at all. It, um, it's from a mentor of mine. His name is Donald Miller. If you're ever looking into marketing advice, he is a fantastic mentor. Um, and he has what's called story looping, which is also probably not even his, it's just something that people do. So our minds work in story. So for example, when you watch a movie in the first five minutes, you know what problem the movie's going to attempt to solve right in the first five minutes. And that's what's, that's what we call opening a story loop. Because subconsciously, we need to close the story loop. So our, our minds will search for ways to close the story loop. And we use that in marketing. So for example, you know, car dude, I'm going to use him. We would open a story loop about something along the lines of what headache did you have Oh, four by fouring this weekend. Yeah. And man, how, how nice would it be to go for a whole weekend without your four by four breaking down? Yeah. And automatically car dude's brain is like, that would be great. What do I have to do to do that? And that's how we lead him to your products. And so story looping is a fantastic way. And it can be now that anybody who's listening to this has heard this you'll see it everywhere like story looping is you know you look at nike and it's just do it well just do what like it's it's Even everywhere movies too yeah
0: like look at john wick the first one the opening like what is it 2 or 3 minutes it's a picture of that black so black uh suburban slowly rolling into the loading dock and him stumbling out full of like holes well, why is he full of holes? Why is he driving? Like, what's going on? And then you're, you're along for the ride for at least an hour and a half. Yep. So it's it's very effective. However, if you're the one doing the looping <laughs> and you've never done it before, <laughs> there's some questions that you need to ask. First, whoever's doing the recording and the shooting, how long do they want it? How long does the video need to be that they're doing? And two, what like topics do you do? They need you to cover. Mm-hmm. The reason I'm bringing this up
1: <laughs> It's probably because you need me
0: to answer those questions for you. <laughs> no, no, okay. I found this out the hard way. <laughs> so my buddy is Andrew. He is going to um, uh, the University of Toronto Film School. Okay? okay, he got accepted into it, and one of his first um, uh, assignments, he had to. Interview and record somebody that he finds interesting, and do it so it's like um like a movie with like fade ins and like you know one thing and the other like that. And I'm just like, oh okay, all right. So you just need me to talk. He's like, yeah, just tell me your story. I'm like, okay, all right. So we sat there and that we came up with a date, and I took off like the whole day, the whole day I took off. (laughs) Because it's just like, all right. Because I want to try the story looping thing. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and loop this story. And if I'm really good, I can maybe like loop two or three stories into the <laughs> big. Okay, all right. Yeah, I can do this. I can do. And I'm like talking myself up because I've never done this before, and I was nervous as all hell. So we're sitting there, and I started doing it. And I'm like, okay, so you know, this is who I am. Blah blah. blah you know, to start off, why I started this whole company like you know it's it's kind of like an evolving thing like at first i thought i did it for myself and then this and then that and now it's it's for family not just like my immediate family but because of the community that i want to build i want to build a community so tight that it's like a family and anyway we just, i just start talking and talking and talking and talking and talking to the point where it was just like I need to take a break. Like, I am exhausted. <laughs> and he's like, man, this is great. I don't know how I'm going to edit all this. And I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, well, you've been talking for like three hours now. <laughs> I need four to five minutes. Oh, my God. I'm sitting there and I'm just like, <laughs> why the fuck did you tell me this?
1: <laughs> so you need... <laughs> You're like this would have saved me a lot of time. <laughs>
0: oh yeah, I could have got so much more done today than just this video. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I, I feel honored that he wanted to interview me. Yeah. Like when he first asked me, it's just like, dude, I'm I'm just a normal dude. Like there's nothing. And he's like, no, I really like your story. I really like you know how you're doing things and where you're going. And it. Uh with that like talking for like so long thinking I'm <laughs> like giving him all of this gold and he's just like yeah no I'm just going to cut like 99% of that oh, out it's no. just like <laughs> uh...
1: Like that would have been really great information right off the get go. (laughs) Exactly,
0: (laughs) exactly. So you really need to know your time frame. (laughs) (laughs) Unless you're going for a Grammy or an Oscar or whatever the movie one is called.
1: Yeah, that's an Oscar. You can go like three or four hours on that one.
0: Yeah. Uh, Grammy
1: is like I don't know if you watch Simpsons, but I oh every time I hear Grammy, I think, Grammy, everyone's got a Grammy when Homer wins a Grammy, so Sorry. Squirrel. Simpsons squirrel. That's okay. That's okay. (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah. (sighs) Yeah, when it comes to like video length or things like that, it really depends on what you're attempting to accomplish. So for social media, like a, a great rule of thumb is nine minutes and under. Because that 10 minute mark is subconscious in people's minds. they'll see 10 and they'll go, "Oh, I don't have time for that right now. I'll come back and watch it." Whereas nine and under is really a magic number. Like you'll get a really high viewership. So um, However, then, if you're doing classes or courses, then it can vary. Um, so it really just depends on the medium that you're doing.:
0: For somebody out there who can't afford or isn't looking to pull somebody onto the team like what like what we've done um what are some tips and tricks and uh pointers that you would give them to to actually like grow and expand so they could
1: yeah so where i would start is really make sure you know and i sound like a broken record when i say this but make sure you know who your ideal client is yeah and get specific like it you know you want to know kind of what they're struggling with and what's keeping them up at night, because then that's what your product offers a solution to. And that's how your messaging should be played out. And when it comes to your social media, what you want to do is there's a really great um, kind of formula. It's so many people use it. You want to use a really effective hook, which means your first sentence needs to get their attention. Usually what it does is it opens a story loop like we just talked about, or, um, it can be really funny. It can be just something that'll catch people's attention. And then you give them the value in the, in the content and the body of the content. And then you give them a call to action, something you want them to do. So if your body of the content is, say for example, for car dude, if the body of your content is giving them a little bit of insight into a product you love, the call to action is going to be something like to learn more, or to go like purchase your own click on the link and it'll take you right to what we've been chatting about or, you know, that kind of thing. You want, you really need to make sure your audience knows where to go. And it's clear, it's concise, and it is said over and over again. And I can tell you from personal experience working with clients who are incredible communicators that the simpler you keep it, the more you say it, The better people will understand it. It takes about 10 impressions for people to really start to do something. And so you may sound like, feel like you sound like a broken record, but people are just getting it. And so don't, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. Usually, what I like to tell people is pick four different pillars of your content and stay within those pillars. Like, so for you, we're talking about welding and we're talking about car dude, and we're talking about the veteran community. And, you know, then probably a little bit of yours would be lifestyle, you know, with Bluebell and different projects that you're working on. Those would be your four pillars. Don't go outside of that because that's your niche. That's your wheelhouse. That's what people are going to come to you for. If they're confused by your content, they're going to leave. And so really make sure that you know what you want to say. And if you're going. Like if you want to build things like your website, all of that kind of stuff, if you have a product, make sure that you can see the buy now button really, really simply on your website. That is one of the biggest things people miss. And I would say that is one of the easiest things to change. Um, in terms of learning different campaigns, the biggest, biggest advice I can give to anybody is take a little bit of time to understand how to copyright. Copywriting is the key to everything because it will be what converts your your viewers into customers because they'll feel like you're talking to them.
0: That, that, that is one thing I, am, I have no idea how to do. <laughs>
1: it's one of the things that I'm on the team for. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, I tell everybody it's it can be a six-figure skill if you take the time to learn it properly because... Every business needs it, and so um, copywriting is the key. There is a lot of free resources, though, to learn copywriting, so that's also an asset.
0: I was going to say something I free what it was. I do this every episode.
1: <laughs> <sighs> you can take some water and see if it comes back. That is true.
0: <laughs> that is very true. <laughs> yeah no didn't come back <laughs> i should try whiskey
1: didn't work no it. <laughs> oh, no
0: <laughs> but anyway um so, so um something else that you're helping do too is like the big picture stuff like the five or like making sure we like just freight train through our five and ten year goals one of them being um that wheel and trip that we're teaming up with somebody else which we're not yeah we're not disclosing it yet but you're helping us um paint the picture for the bigger organizations and franchises that we want to say hey like you know you need to be on this you 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 need to come here and do this because we're the only one in canada worth doing it with so how are you doing that how are you seeing that because we're we're looking at everything from light companies to winch companies to um radio companies tire companies like literally like well i gave you a a hit list yep (laughs) um how would you do that like i i'm assuming it'd be the same recipe for each one so it's like you know you got to do these different things and then word it a certain way and then hit the send button but Mm -hmm. like how do you do that
1: really what it boils down to is knowing who what company you're going after and for what reason okay so when it comes to projects like that thinking big picture one of the one of the pieces of advice that i like to give to people is that you have to really know and take the time to feel what that event feels like because then it that converts in the copywriting because when you're telling a company that probably gets approached for this kind of thing numerous times in a quarter or numerous times in a year what sets you apart? You need to bring them into it. And so that happens through copywriting, right? Like what problem do we solve for them? Again, same thing. We're giving companies the opportunity to have exposure. We are giving companies the opportunity to be big, part of a bigger picture of service. One of the things that we as human beings really need is community, And so when we know how to portray that feeling in copywriting, it allows a higher return for companies wanting to come on board because they want to be part of something bigger. They want to have an impact. They want to create a movement, essentially, which is kind of what we've talked about with the veteran group of companies. It just – we have this desire – to be part of something bigger than ourselves. And that's how what needs to be portrayed when you're doing something like that. Because there is, yes, it is a great time and it's lots of fun, but there's a lot more behind behind it and the purpose behind it. And so it's just making sure you articulate that so they can feel like you came to them because they were part of the vision. And so that's really what it boils down to is just, Enrolling people to be part of the vision and you enroll people for you. (laughs) I love this phrase of enrollment. So you enroll people into things you want them to do for their reasons. And so that's really like what it becomes. We want them to be a part of this big vision, but we also want it to be for their reasons too. We want them to want to be there. Yeah. So.
0: That makes sense.
1: (laughs) It's random thought out there for the day <laughs>
0: yeah. well no but it, it really makes sense because it's like you know if you know somebody who's like you know woodwork a uh, uh, high-end woodworker or no sorry let me rephrase that if you know somebody who does a lot of work woodworking with reclaimed wood and you know you'd like to see him succeed and you just tore down a barn and you just give them all the wood well you're giving it to them one to get rid of it because you don't want to deal with it but two because you know he's going to turn into something beautiful mm-hmm. and it's going to help him out down the road anyway so absolutely yeah but anyway remember what I was going to say oh perfect yes so uh something that we we're doing is like because you're the position that you hold in the team I've I made it perfectly clear with like you and me my wife and our web developer of your position, like what you do, what it impacts, everything else like that. And a lot of it for the website development, you're getting final say on like look and stuff like that. I'll put, put in my two cents, but at the end of the day, I just, I I want to work. I want to convert. And so if you guys are putting together a team out there, you need to, you, you need to make the job positions crystal clear. And the way, the way we did it was like I literally just sat there and I'm like, okay, well, what, what do you do? Put it in writing. What do you do? <laughs> and it
1: took me forever. <laughs> just for the record, everybody listening.
0: <laughs> yeah. It took him
1: like three weeks to get that list, maybe well, longer.
0: <laughs> but the thing is, though, is like you were being thorough. You mm-hmm. wanted to make sure like you didn't sit there and say something where it's just like, oh, yeah, like I can, I can do this and I can do that and I can do this. And then if the time ever came where it's just like, okay, I need to do this now, you're like, can't do that. Oh, wait. Yeah. <laughs> you, 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 were, you were very, very clear on what you can do, what you can't do, what, like how you wanted to be paid and stuff like that. And essentially what I did was I just took it, reworded a few things. So, it, so it, it rang just ever so slightly clearer with veteran welding, put my logo on it and then put in my expectations. And that was it. And one of them is, is like, you know, anything that has to do with marketing or social media or anything like that, I need your input on, I need you to put your two cents in. And you guys have to make sure that everybody in the team understands that. And it's not like, oh, you you know, he's just being an ass. No, like if you're running the company, you're the one at the end of the day that has to pay for it. And the more people can work autonomously, the better it is.
1: Well, and I, I think uh, one of the things I really valued about the way we structured everything and the outlines we had was it is cut and dry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like it's, there's no gray area. Yeah. And so there's no chance for it to be muddled or anything like that. And that saves a lot of headaches for me, saves a lot of headaches for you, saves a lot of headaches for anybody coming in that they just understand this is how we operate.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but yeah no it, it's i don't know it, and it's it's one of those things too because like my coach like he told me is like the, the the clearer you can get your positions your lingo your expectations what you will and will not tolerate the more bandwidth it's going to free up between your ears and that is so true because when i sat there like i was like so aggravatingly frustrated with how I couldn't get the strategy down. I couldn't figure out how to sit there and convert anything. I still don't know how to do it. <laughs> but just sitting there and like, like I said, bring, like having you become on, on the team, it's just like, I don't need to worry about that because I got like the best person in the world, We're, like right here, <laughs> who's helping me out with this. And it's just like, it, it just, it's so, so it, it shed like a completely different light on everything because now it's just like. Hey Julie, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? What do you think about this? Like, I know a few times I've sen- <laughs> I've sent you text messages and like the opening like couple words are don't answer this until the morning. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because chances are you were already in bed. But it's just like, what do you think of this? Is this a good idea? Am I like, you know, backtracking or whatever? And it just like literally it, it frees. Oh, I can't, I'm not saying this as eloquently as I want, but do you get what I'm trying yeah, to say? Yeah,
1: absolutely. It frees your mental capacity to work in your zone of genius because I'm working in mine. Exactly, And yes. that away.
0: Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. why <laughs> so we're we'll a good
1: team. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh. No, and that's, I believe that that is a mindset thing that people can incorporate is that are you a business owner or are you self-employed? Because when you're self-employed, you have a mentality of, I need to do all of this myself. But as a business owner, you understand that putting the right team in place is an investment into your success and their success. And so as a business owner, you won't have the capacity to do it all. I don't run every aspect of my business. Trust me, I would never get paid because QuickBooks is not my friend. That is my My gal, Christy, that is her zone of genius. What would take me four days takes her four minutes. So I know she's worth her weight in gold because she is so much more proficient at an area I don't know. And so when you can put the right people in place, the sky is the limit.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So what are some things you would tell people do not do? Like don't even bother looking in that direction but just completely stay away from it
1: Mm -hmm. one of the biggest things I would I would tell people not to do is if you have no understanding of advertising things like that don't throw money into social media ads, that kind of stuff. Because if you don't really understand what you're doing, it can just be throwing money down the sink. You're better to invest that into learning and then going into understanding that. If you, you know, there's lots of courses on how to understand the basics of ads and stuff like that. However, it can be a huge money drain. And um, I would say another thing that I would recommend people don't do. Oh, man. Like, again, the having a really wide audience can be a waste of time and money um, or attempting to talk to a wide audience. Um, and then I guess another one is, like, if you're not listening to your gut, like, your gut will tell you, if somebody's a good fit or if somebody's not a good fit, so listen to that. If, if you don't, you might end up with way more headaches than it's worth. But I mean, I a lot of what when you're building a business and stuff is learning. And, you know, I think there's always going to be errors as you go along. But as long as you learn from them, they're beneficial because you will know where not to go and so I don't know because there's so many different industries people can be in and there's different things for different industries that I you know I would say in welding don't go talking to like boy or women you know they might not be car women <laughs> like, although that being said my mother-in-law does drive a boss 302 so I and she's a corporate lawyer so I shouldn't use that as an a that, reason <laughs> that, 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 that's a bad one. Check yeah. that one out. You're gonna edit yeah. that part. Um, <laughs> but it really is like in your industry, know what the do's and don'ts are. Because in my industry, I wouldn't go talking to a car dude, yeah. you know. But in your industry, you wouldn't come talking about flowers and roses. Yeah. So. Like it just really like know your audience. And I have said that before, but it really is the do's and don'ts pertain to your industry and your, your niche of your market. So.
0: Yeah. Okay. Just as a recap, in order for for you to work with somebody and somebody to work with you, you require them to have a clear vision. Know, at least know roughly who their avatar is and have a five, minimum five-year plan.
1: And one of the things that, for me, I really look for in my clients, and you know this because I made you tell me very in-depth what your bigger vision was, is that, for me, I I really only work with clients that have a vision to be of service to something bigger. And so I really like when business owners will sit down and go, what do I really want to do? What does my business accomplish? You know, it's fantastic to make money. However, it's also really fantastic to make money and understand that you're building something for a greater cause. So.
0: Well, is there anything else you'd like to chat about?
1: I don't know. I think we covered a lot and I don't know how long your podcast is supposed to be. (laughs) (laughs) I know the attention span of people so we're probably getting close to that (laughs) if we haven't surpassed it.
0: Well, the audience that I'm going after it's guys who want to learn. Sorry, guys and gals who want to learn. So if you're anybody who's looking for like a 20-minute podcast, this is definitely not it. Mm -hmm. I think my shortest one is like an hour, <laughs> <laughs> but anybody who wants to learn and is like, "No, I want to listen to this podcast because I'm going to learn something," they know that okay, some of his episodes are like three hours long, mm-hmm. and I do break them up. I try to be conscious of other people's time, but at the end of the day, it's like, what can we give the listener that'll sit there and give them the most bang for their buck? Mm-hmm. So the
1: biggest, the biggest thing. Then what I would say to any business owner, if you haven't sat down and figured out how you want to talk to your avatar or if you're feeling really overwhelmed with the content creation, which happens, like I see it in 95% of my clients, that's the reason they come to me is because they're overwhelmed in content creation, is that for, for that business owner What you really need to do is sit down and say, okay, who is my ideal client? What is their point A? What does point B look like when I solve their problems? And what are all the little things that are going to come up in the meantime? And that's what you build content around is solving those little issues. And it always drives to your website. It always drives to your products. It always drives to finding their solution. And when you can master that, that really is a powerful place to be in your business because people are looking to you for a solution. Then they're coming to your content because they know you're going to offer a solution for them. They're coming to check out your page because they know they can get a product that will solve a problem that's causing them discomfort. And that's always what we're doing is solving a problem for our clients and customers. And that really is what it boils down to. It's true. Mm-hmm.
0: Well. Should we put a pin in it? I think so. Awesome. Where can people find you? How can they get a hold of you?
1: Oh, well, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> if they have any questions, they can find me at julie at juliewheeler.com. And that's J-U-L-I-E at com. Um, Right now, I don't have a website. I have been too busy. I have not ever even had a chance to get a website up in Raleigh. for a social media manager I haven't even been on my social media because we've been so busy so um, you can find me at Julie Wheeler too I have a a business page however you can send me messages on all of those mediums so yeah I mean it's a good place to be when I'm too busy to even have a website or things like that so I won't complain however I feel bad answering that question sometimes (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> but hey, it's a good problem to have. It's yeah. a really good problem to have. I
1: feel extremely grateful that that's our situation. So yeah. I will not I will not complain at all.
0: I want to be working on Bluebell, but I can't because I got work in the shop. And it's like, <laughs> I'm grateful. Yeah. I'm being grateful. <laughs> totally. But anyway. Excellent.
1: Well, thanks so much for having me, Chris. I appreciate it. And anytime you have questions about this or any of your listeners do, I'm available. Awesome. I'm part of the veteran welding team.
0: Yep. <laughs> I'll put all your info in the show notes as well. So people can just scroll in there and just tag and away they go. Other than that, that's it guys. Thank you for tuning in today. Uh, we really appreciate it. Thank you, Julie, again for coming on to the show. I appreciate it shedding some light and I was really looking forward to, it, and I am very grateful that you are now part of the team. So thank you very much. And we will catch you guys on the next episode. If you have any questions, you know where to find Julie. You know how to get a hold of me. And we'll talk to you guys later. Cheers. Stay focused.